Hi, I'm a rogue bludger. Adam. And I'm a blue flame in a jar. I'm Tara. And this is Basic, Basic Snitches. <laughs> and we are not drunk. No, we are not. This is just who we are. Uh, yes. I <laughs> I was watching one of my favorite YouTube shows, uh, which is um, by the drag queens Katya and Trixie. And that's how they open all of their shows. So I was like, Tara, we should try this. And then we tried it just now. And obviously we're pretty awkward. But who knows? It's not as good as Katya and Trixie. By no means. That's okay. Thank you for the inspiration (laughs) to both of them. Yes. (laughs) And, like, we cannot be nearly as dirty as they are. Speaking of episodes, we should start on this one. Yes. Welcome to episode 11. Is this episode 11? This is episode 11. 11. Before we get started on episode 11, I want to just share with you, because this is our podcast and we can do whatever we want, this is our <laughs> we're podcast going to change things yours. up a bit from how we've been doing them. So previously, That's right. That's right. <laughs> previously at the end of each episode, Adam would assign points or take away points and I would say someone is a winner or a loser. So we want to change that up a bit. And we're going to award the winner and loser of each chapter at the beginning of the next episode, just so you don't forget what happened. Not like you haven't read these books 400 times like we have. But anyway, so even though I announced a winner and a loser at the end of episode 10, I'm actually going to do that again. Um, And I'm also going to change my answer for one of them because (laughs) I can do what I want. So at the end of chapter 10, Hermione, Ron, and Harry were officially friends. It was like the beginning of their beautiful friendship. And I had awarded... Draco as the chapter loser because Draco sucks and I had awarded the win to Harry. I'm actually going to give Hermione the win instead of Harry. Although good job Harry. Um, Giving Hermione the win because she is the reason why Ron remembered to do in Guardian Leviosa and they all didn't die. So there's that. So anyway that's how how we're gonna um, start the the episodes, I'm going to talk about the chapter before and tell you who I think won because I think that will be cool. Let us know if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so next, I'm going to have Adam tell you about chapter 11. I wrote a summary for yes. him Yes, so we're reading chapter 11, Quidditch, today. And here we go with the chapter summary. Harry's first Quidditch match approaches in early November, and of course it is Gryffindor versus Slytherin. Oliver tries to keep Harry a a secret, but that doesn't work because teenagers don't keep secrets. Neither do half-giants, but we'll get there. Hermione is now suddenly much more chill and also knows how to make blue fire, which sounds both awesome and a little scary. Snape gives Harry shit about reading a book outside because he sucks. Has someone checked this rule about library books not being allowed outside? Later, Harry goes to find Snape in the staff room to see if he can get his book back. But he sees Snape and Filch playing doctor, and now he can't unsee that terror. Oh my god, we're on the same page. Uh, Harry and Ron have decided that Snape is trying to sneak past the three-headed dog, and this discussion leads to a restless night before Harry's first Quidditch match. Everyone tries to mom Harry into eating breakfast before the match, which is sweet, but does not work. The whole school is made up of sports fans, and they all head down to the Quidditch pitch to wave banners and shout a lot. Yay, sports! 
Madam Hooch tells both teams to play fair, which we all know we will absolutely not happen. Lee Jordan gives non-biased commentary on the match, and we get <laughs> amazing banter between him and McGuff. Harry watches the match while circling above, searching for the snitch. Ron is a dick about soccer to Dean Thomas. The girls on the Gryffindor team are really fantastic BTW. Suddenly, Harry's broom starts to do a weird bucking thing, and he has to hold on tightly to not fall as it flies higher into the air. Quidditch is a nice safe sport, guys. Hermione looks over to Snape, and it seems like he is cursing the broom. She comes to the rescue and sets Snape on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody seems to notice her Gryffindor robes in enemy territory. Seems legit. The broom stops trying to kill Harry, and the next thing everyone knows, Harry manages to catch a snitch in his mouth. Gryffindor wins! Hagrid makes tea for the trio, and they learn that the three-headed dog is named Fluffy. Could you not have come up with something a little bit more original, Hagrid? They all discuss the possibility of Snape trying to kill Harry during the Quidditch match, and Hagrid fucks up by giving them all another piece of the puzzle behind what Fluffy is guarding. Secret keeping equals not Hagrid's strength. The end. Well, thanks for tuning in today. Mm -hmm. we, we do that every so, single week. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to know. Okay. okay, so at the beginning of the chapter, of course, here we are, three chapters of Quidditch in a row. Are we sick of Quidditch There's yet? There's a lot of Quidditch. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't hate Quidditch. I don't really care about it. When it first, like, when you get it in this first book, it's like, I like it the most in the first book. Mm. But it's fine. I honestly wouldn't mind hearing more about, like, other wizard sports. Yeah. But... Apparently no one cares about anything but Quidditch, so there's that. Yeah. We and had it's... talked a little bit about that last time, too, and I agree. Like, and I like Quidditch a lot, I will say, but I agree, it's better in this book. Like, in the fourth book, there's a whole lot of Quidditch, and at that point I'm like, okay, really? Like... Well... But even now, it seems a little drawn out to me. I mean, it's still great, and I love it, but holy moly. What I will say about it is that... Yes, these there's three chapters that all have Quidditch in them, but there's all this other stuff circling around them, and this is really the only chapter that focuses mostly right. on Quidditch. Everything else, like, it, it, Quidditch is there, but there's other things happening. But this chapter is titled Quidditch. At the beginning of the chapter, Harry's reading this book that Hermione lent him called Quidditch for the Ages. That Apparently it's the only book Harry cares about reading. <laughs> I almost wrote something down like, oh look, Harry can read. Good for him. Right. <laughs> well, we can do math and stuff. He told Hagrid like six chapters ago. Yeah. Um, but I was enjoying the part where he was he was reading about all of the terrible things that can happen to Seekers. And he's like, this seems like a good time. Yeah. Someone vanishing and showing up in the Sahara Desert. And yeah, sounds like something I want to do. Play footage. <laughs> yeah. Well, beyond that, and of course, the bludgers and all of the danger there, and of course, the other things that happen in this chapter regarding the James <coughs> Broom. Yeah, not the most safe sports, but same sort of thing when you think of things like rugby being a little bit more dangerous and a little bit more extreme. But then again, they don't use any safety equipment either. There's no they helmets. Don't. There's no mouth guards. Of course, if he was wearing a mouth guard, then... He wouldn't be able to catch the snitch. Because <laughs> he can only catch things in his mouth. <laughs> so 
I do have a question about that blue fire. Yeah, because that was something kind of... A I know that Hermione, like, she just learns things and, and whatever because Hermione... But I'm curious, like, you put this in a jar, do you need gloves to hold the jar? Does it melt the jar? Like, what are the properties of this blue fire? No one knows. It, That's interesting. It's, I wouldn't, it's magical I blue fire. See, I was just like, oh, this is cool. I mean, I would, but, like, I would like magical blue fire. I was all Ron about it, being like, oh, hey, blue fire is cool, and you're all Hermione about it. I know, it, like, and I've never Hermione on anything. I yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great point. I, it's, it's funny because... I mean, it's magic, fine. It's magic, I mean, totally. But last chapter, we had even talked about how Ron comes from this wizarding family, and we talked a little bit more about, okay, why don't you know these things, and the reasons behind it, and Ron being um, the youngest boy, he's sixth in line, it's like, okay, like... He didn't get perhaps as much attention to learning things like this. Hermione comes from the muggle background and she's learning everything from scratch, you know? Okay. It, it's, it is pretty interesting. Like, is the jar then enchanted as well? I don't know. Um, why didn't they Lumos instead? Like, there's. There are... Well, they did that to keep warm. Lumos doesn't keep oh, warm. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's I don't true. think. Because it, it is kind of chilly outside. Yeah. Because it's actually cold in November there, whereas in Ohio, you don't know what the hell weather is. <laughs> it could be year, eighty. It it's could be negative twenty. Tomorrow, and it's July thirteenth. If it does, <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm gonna set myself on fire. Uh, I love how Seamus is like so morbid about it. He, it's at the beginning of the chapter. He's like, "Harry, you need your strength," said Seamus Fennigan. Seekers are always the ones get, who get clobbered by the other team. Thanks. Thank, oh thanks. yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Although it's similar to like other things that we talked about along the lines of like the wizarding duel and stuff. Oh, this is just how it happens. Everything is dangerous. Everything really is dangerous. That's the thing. <laughs> well, walking yeah. upstairs is dangerous at Hogwarts. Please homeschool your children. <laughs> I love Lee Jordan. I love Oh him. my god, Lee Jordan. Uh, absolutely. He's like so great. He what you said in your summary about him being completely non-biased, I love. <laughs> because he's he the most biased ever. It's so funny. He even says things like... It's blatant. That there was something about like, oh, I hope he gets kicked in the mouth or something yeah, like that. It's like... And McGonagall, who also feels the same way as him, has to be like, no, you can't do that. You can't say that. And I'm just like, I love that. That's a buddy comedy movie I'd watch. <laughs> Something with Lee Jordan. Lee Jordan and Professor McGonagall. <laughs> Is that your Hogwarts OTP? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the story of... It's just like following the story of Lee Jordan, but only in Transfiguration and at Quidditch matches, so that you see him and McGonagall just like their whole banter. Yes, he is like one of the best parts of this chapter because we don't really meet too many new characters. There aren't too many new things that we learn. That's why I think the blue flame is so interesting. Yeah. That's why Lee Jordan is amazing. I love Lee Jordan. Some of the other names that we see, of course, there's Marcus <laughs> Flint that we see. Which is the only one of those people whose name we ever see again. Yes. All these Slytherin people, you're like, that's cool. We'll never yes. see you again. Adrian Pusey. Adrian Pusey. That is one that I actually remember. So I looked some of this up. I had originally thought that Adrian Pusey was the seeker, but oh. he's not. He's a chaser. And the seeker is Terrence Higgs. Who we never see again. And so I actually like looked them up 
and on like the Wikipedia and everything. Uh-huh. And first of all, Aiden Pusey is cute. And then, <laughs> the guy who played in the movie. And then Terrence Higgs looks like his younger brother. <laughs> That's why I think I got them met mixed up. But yeah, you're right. This is the only time we ever see them. But Marcus is recurring. One line. They talk that, about him in the other books. Yes, absolutely. At least the second book, if not. Because he's a fifth year, so he would only be through Azkaban. A, yeah. But um, one line that I really enjoyed was that Market Flint has troll blood in him. And I was like, great casting. Because he has this sneer. Oh, yeah. That it really is, like, it represents that line really, really well. And he is a fucking douchebag. He's a douchebag. He's literally really terrible. I don't remember where, but you don't need to talk about where because he says so. It's throughout the whole thing. But the one part that, mm-hmm. like, got to me the worst is when Harry's broom is going haywire. Uh-huh. And he scores five times. he scores five times. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, everybody else is paying attention to this dangerous thing that's happening, and you're out there just cheating away. He sucks. But that makes Lee Jordan's responses to him even better. Right. So I feel like he's always coming from Marcus. Not completely. I mean, Lee Jordan's coming for the whole team. Yes, absolutely. But Marcus definitely deserves it the most. I also love how Hermione knows so much about Quidditch, not because she's a sports fan. Oh, I'm not going to say she's not a sports fan. She just likes to know things, and I think it's super, super cute. Super Hermione-ish. I'm trying to see other things, because there are so many, like, little, like, moments that I hadn't really noticed before. I mean, can I piggyback off of your comment about Marcus Flint scoring? Yeah. The final score of the match after the snitch is caught is 170 to 60, which yes. means five out of the six goals that Slytherin makes are made because people are distracted. So how is it that Slytherin keeps huh. winning? Because it's 150 points to catch the snitch, though, isn't it? So that yeah. means Gryffindor only got one goal before Harry yeah. caught the snitch. And technically so did Slytherin, but yeah. then, and then that all cheated. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. I'm just like, really? That Well, that makes me wonder then, like, who was the seeker before Harry got there? Maybe he just sucked. And then maybe they just continued to cheat (laughs) in the past. That's why they won. Maybe that Terrence, whatever the hell his name was, was a good seeker. Yeah. So, but I was just like, why why do they keep fucking winning? (laughs) I don't know. Um, One other thing that I really wanted to call out that I thought was intriguing, because going into this, I couldn't remember everybody who was on the Gryffindor Quidditch team. Mm-hmm. And then Oliver says um, something about, okay, men, here we are. And then Angelina Johnson calls him out, rightfully so, because yes. three of the people on the team mm-hmm. are women. I was shocked at that. I was like, wait a minute. So it's the twins, Oliver himself, Harry, and then Angelina, mm-hmm. Katie, and Alicia. Alicia. Alicia, that's Yeah, the and they're all the chasers. Yeah. I'm like, really, Oliver Wood? <laughs> like, you go, Angelina Johnson, for calling him Angelina out. Angelina Johnson. Yeah. And then later, Lee Jordan says something about Angelina Johnson. Oh, he wants like, in her pants. Yes. I was like, I wrote, uh, Lee Jordan coming for George's woman. Right? <laughs> I mean, listen, Angelina definitely was with all three of them at one point. She <laughs> was maybe with Lee, and then Fred. She goes to the Yule Ball with Fred. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I feel like... Angelina is just, like, a badass woman. Like, I'm sure she gets around. I'm sure she, like, completely is, like... She's figuring out what she needs. She wears the pants, I'm sure, in all these relationships. Yeah. I I support Angelina. Angelina for president. Absolutely. Take that that banner you made. 
Can you promise? Change it. Change it. Because yes, Harry caught the snitch. Good job. Angelina for president. <laughs> because, I mean, obviously if it was bewitched to, like, change colors and shit, they can change. Just right? <laughs> right? You can just change it. <laughs> yes. So I'm glad that I had to bring up uh, Angelina. Are you ready for me to bring up the thing that, of course, is going to be brought up? Why did no one intervene when this child's broom is clearly out of... Like, I know Snape is. Snape yes. is trying to fight... McGonagall is there. Madam Hooch is fucking not doing her job, like always. Are other professors there? Are prefects there? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. The, oh, oh, that's it's a good... just going up there. That's oh, fine, whatever. Like, just, are you kidding me? I love this because I did not write a thing about this. But, like, you, you are so tuned into this. Like, the things that you said about Madam Hooch in the uh, last couple episodes are so spot on. And oh. again, like, you know what? You're right. Snape is the only one doing all of this. Yeah. I have to be like, thank you, Snape. And I don't want to be. It's fucking Snape now. I oh. mean, good job, Snape. Thank you. <laughs> That's the end of the story. We yeah. don't actually get a... We don't We don't get serious. Just one book. So, yeah. That's a really good point, too. It's, <laughs> it's bizarre. Speaking of Snape, though, I do kind of want to go back mm-hmm. really quick. Mm-hmm. Because there is something else that happens really important between... Quidditch of the Ages and an actual Quidditch. And that is, of course, and first of all, Snape, you're not the librarian. Oh. Why you, yes. <laughs> like, library books aren't allowed outside. Who's to pick on Harry? Like, what if somebody wants to go read out on the quad and study there? Like, they can't do they that. They can, as long as they're not Harry. Yeah. Seriously. Because you know people study out there and stuff. He's just being a dick. He, and it's not even, like, from a teacher standpoint, I feel like. It's just no. him being a bully. He's a bully. Yeah. He's a bully to Harry. And anyone who would be with Harry. Like, yeah. if Ron had been holding the book, I think he would have taken it from Ron. Sure. Well, because they're using this to give him a little bit of a leg up as well. Yeah. Um, speaking of leg up, he has this limp. And then <laughs> when Harry goes back into the teacher's lounge, I'm so glad that you said that they were playing doctor. <laughs> Because I was like, oh my god, we are seeing an affair going on here. <laughs> Snape's got his leg up, too, on top of Phil. I just, I, I, I don't know, I thought it would be funny to write it that way, but I just, I just don't know why he's such a dick. <laughs> also, the first time I read it, I remember being, like, mad that Harry didn't get his book back. <laughs> I was like, oh man. It, I mean, it's beyond why we know he doesn't like right. Harry. I think it's just the most menial little tiny things. Like, in this moment, is it because he's a Gryffindor and um, Snape is in charge of Slytherin and he wants to see Slytherin win? Or is it just that his personality is fucking terrible? Or a combination of all three? Perhaps the latter. I mean... Uh, I just... Ugh. It's all just unfounded. And also, like, why, Snape, are you going to Filch? <laughs> yeah. When it's, the, we have a healer. Because his lover. I mean, obviously. Right? That's what we found out here. We have a healer <laughs> in, the, in the fucking castle. You have actual, like, people who can do magic because we find out in book two that Filch is a squib. Weird. That's a good point, too. I wonder if he went to see Madame Pomfrey if she would have been like, okay, what the fuck is this? How the fuck did you scrape your leg up this bad? Then again, something <coughs> else, and I may just have missed this. As we know, spoiler alert, and I mean, we mentioned this in the past as well, but at the end, it's not Snape who is trying to get past Fluffy. Right. So how does he get it on his leg? Does he still get it from Fluffy or does he get it from Quirrell? I may have missed that. Like, did I Quirrell... mean, I think, that, I think that it is from Fluffy. My, my assumption has always been that he is... More spoiler for, like, the end of the book. Going to check his potions. 
that oh, maybe? that's a good like point. he goes. I feel like he wants to go check on his potions. I guess he wouldn't necessarily be able to because he'd have to know how to get through all the things. Yeah. And I'm assuming that all of the teachers only know their one yeah. thing or whatever, and Fluffy's the first thing. But he, you know, like, maybe he just wants to go check on his potions. Yeah. My follow-up question to that was then, like, why do, doesn't he do the thing that we found out later calms Fluffy? But you're completely right. Hagrid <clears throat> only knows how to take care of Fluffy. Yeah. Professor Sprout only knows how to take care of the other thing, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So maybe it's that. I mean, I That's think that there's some, there's some crossover, obviously, like... When the three children go in there, they they figure it out. Mostly because of Hermione. Because but. of Hermione. <laughs> but if Ron hadn't been there, Harry and Hermione are going to be like, yeah, this is a chessboard. Fuck, we're not good at chess. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? And you know like, what? That's true. I shouldn't say it's only Hermione. Well, it's... Because I mean, they're... It's I mean, the broom is all Harry. There are things set up that are specific elements that yeah. each one could do. <laughs> I mean, if... Hermione could do them all, then why doesn't she just go get the... Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point of the story, obviously, yeah. their friendship. But anyway, like, maybe that's what Snape was doing. Or maybe Snape is on such a side of good that he's checking out the situation. Yeah. You maybe know? he, like, catches Quirrell in there and somehow gets, like, snitten. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is, but... I don't know. I'm like, you're going to Felch? Okay. What if it was something, you like... you going to Walter Frey? I'm just Game of Thrones reference. Oh, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He, pl- he plays a dick on Game of Thrones, too. And oh. In fact, I will take Phil over Walter Frey. Anyway. Oh, really? Well, that's, that's how awful Walter Frey is. <laughs> like, what if it was something weird, like, oh, I tripped up the stairs. <laughs> like, like, it actually wasn't. He's actually, he actually wasn't bitten by the dog. He did trip up the stairs, and he's, like, trying to impress Phil. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you got a three-headed dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I got a three-headed dog for you right here, honey. That, wait, okay, wait a minute. Whoa. Whoa. Snape got three dicks. Filch, and Filch obviously You heard knows. it here, folks. Snape got three dicks. <laughs> Filch knows about Fluffy. Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. But, like, he is just... I When I was doing... Um, I did a lot more, like, Googling research about certain things for, for this episode. <clears throat> uh-huh. And um, for some reason, I... Filch, and Filch means to rob or to like burgle someone, uh-huh. yeah. which I hadn't known. Oh, you know, okay. etymology of that word, and it's like even just that, like okay, Filch a dick too, like birds of a feather flock together. So maybe that's why he went there. It's uh, someone that Snape can trust. Maybe he went into the teacher's lounge and and, and Filch, Filch was, like, was there. Oh, hey, baby. Yeah, exactly. What's Filch wrong was with just your like, leg? Who's coming in next? Let, <laughs> let me let me let me mend your. <laughs> your leg there honey i do not ship this i mean it's a good thing that and yeah that's my hogwarts otp <laughs> <laughs> snape and filch <laughs> tara's is mcgonagall and lee jordan hers is clearly like superior to mine but <laughs> um i also want to talk a little bit more about the teacher's lounge <laughs> like i want to know what else goes on in there like also or, how are the students able to just be like Oh, push the door yeah. open. Like, how do you even know, like, in this giant castle? Like, when I went to Mount Elementary School, I didn't know where the teacher's lounge was. It was like, that alone was a mystical place. But here in Hogwarts, it was just like, do, 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 do. Oh, the teacher's lounge. Maybe my book is in there. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love that, like, this is maybe the only time we even hear about a teacher's lounge. Maybe, like, one other time in the books. The rest of the time, the teachers just hang out in their in their own offices. Right. Right. Like in the well, I guess I'm just thinking of my own elementary school where like the teachers didn't have their own offices, but they did have um, 
their own classroom, I guess. Yeah, they're hanging out in their classroom. So that was like the break room, but you know, <laughs> like McGonagall doesn't have her own Keurig, so she has to go down to she the teacher's house. <laughs> McGonagall is allowed. McGonagall can um. transfigure anything into coffee. <laughs> Come here, Malfoy. You're a microwave now. <laughs> And then later on, she has the gall to say that we don't turn children into parents. You know what? It's fine. (laughs) How many times has Malfoy been a goddamn microwave? I love it. Before we end the chapter, Mm -hmm. we have to talk about the tea. Yes. Ooh, spill the tea, hunty. (laughs) And that's the tea. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Like you said, many times, at the end is when we get the next puzzle piece of yes. mystery. And of course, this way was not very difficult Just at all, because Hagrid, Hagrid can't keep his mouth because shut. Because Hagrid. Oh wait, but also, and like, this is more beyond the chapter, after Quidditch, after this whole matchup, why was no, why is no one investigating why that happened in the first place? Uh, okay, like, see... <laughs> You because say Hagrid, things and I'm like, duh. Like, why have because, I of that? Because Hagrid's like, well, I don't, I, I don't know why you guys think but Snape would try to kill Harry mm-hmm. and, and Hermione. And she's like, I know, whatever, what I see, which is she's... Well, and then, like, like you said in your other thing, like, oh, nobody noticed that Gryffindor robe over there in that <laughs> sea of green. Why did Snape catch on fire? Other than, of course, that we learned that he was flaming earlier in that chapter with right. Filch, but... This is the Snape <laughs> that we all deserve. Many mysteries that nobody, like, bats an eye at. Like, oh, yeah, this just happened. Okay, Gryffindor wins. We move on. Like, no, nobody is concerned about any of this. Right. I don't know. I've, again, they're just like, oh, well, maybe he's maybe he's just terrible. This is a poor choice. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, good job, Oliver Wood, keeping right. this a secret. Thanks. Or trying to keep this a secret, rather. So, but, yeah, that nice little tea time with yes. Hagrid. Yeah, so, of course... What we learn is that whatever Fluffy is garden- guarding, I was supposed to say gardening. Gardening? Fluffy is an avid gardener. <laughs> That's what he does on his spare time. You know what? He, he, helps, needs, he, he needs helps, something to do He helps sprout. Professor Sprout, you know. Aww. He, he, he digs up truffles, magical truffles. I love Fluffy. Magical truffles sounds delicious. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Fluffy's favorite food. Magical, magical truffles. truffles. But no, uh, we, we find out that Fluffy is guarding up there in the West Wing, and it is something that is owned by Nicholas Flamel. Of course, Hagrid, he doesn't say it in the chapter. I do love, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, yeah. That whole thing. But it's like, oh, me and my big mouth. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, Hagrid. <laughs> Then we have to figure out who Nicholas Flamel is. Right? Gee, it's a I great wonder, sleuthing. I wonder what this has to do with the name of the book. Hmm. Probably nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Zero things to do with the name of the book. How about the movie? The movie. I already had said the thing about how I love the casting of Marcus Flint. <clears throat> yes, um, he's great. That was really cool. And some of the other things with like the characters, like Adrian P- Pusey and, and um, Terrence Hobbs, or Terrence Hicks, Hicks. I'm sorry. Okay. Of course, there's the, the blue fire, which is new. Just yes. a little kind of thing that I really liked. And that entire exchange of the history of Quidditch and the little rendezvous in the teacher's lounge, <clears throat> that's yeah. all different. We didn't, you know, that's not the same, but... Correct me if I'm wrong, but in the movie, I think he just notices that his leg is fucked up after they defeat the troll, correct? Yes. So that's, like, the only, like, little 
snippet we see there. I just want to talk just in general about this part of it in the movie. I love the music at the Quidditch pitch. I love that music, which comes back in later movies, but I love that music. I love, I know that the graphics are not as, as good as they're going to be in later movies, but I love the whole scene. I just think it looks really good. Mm. I love the colors. Yep. The color schemes look amazing. Something really yeah. quick, the music. What I love, and confession, I'm a Harry Potter nerd. So I played What? <laughs> so no, shocking. I played all the Lego Harry Potter games many times, and they use the music from the movies, and it's so recognizable. Like, there's Love Quidditch it. music, there's Christmas music, we'll, which we'll get into in the next episode. Just everything else. There's a recognizable theme for that. everything, and it is iconic. I can't imagine it being better. I've seen the games, but yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, also, while I was just talking about general stuff, Madame Hooch's robes are fucking amazing in that scene. The robes she's wearing look great. Really? I'm going to have to pay it more attention. I don't know. I'm just like, look, check out this robe. She's looking great. Um, for a cushy job, I right? mean, she must get paid pretty, pretty I mean, good. I'm sure she does. <laughs> I do notice, because it is actually stated in the book, like, there are no girls on the Slytherin team. The mm. keeper in the movie is a girl. Oh. So, shouts to the movie people for, like, giving a girl yeah. something to, like, given, you know, give that role to a girl. It's not right, but I'm okay with it because who gives a shit as far as the movie and now she can be like, I was the Slytherin Keeper in the first movie. Good job, me. You know? That's interesting. Yeah. Like, that kind of almost even goes back to what I had said about um, Oliver Wood's comment. Like, yeah. for some reason I'm noticing a lot of that about how, like, even in the magical world, unfortunately, there's this patriarchal yeah. bullshit happening. <laughs> Also, in the movie, Dumbledore is at the first match. Interesting. And very specifically, like, throughout the book, Dumbledore is not at the first match. See, you the, see him. there are so many times. carry that little nod. I, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Because they don't show the second match in the about. movie. I always kind of get them confused because, especially this movie I've seen so many times, but those are all things that I had never noticed before. I guess, in, especially in reading this, yeah, aren't they, they aren't little details that have popped into my brain. Yeah. So those are really cool little differences. I like to read the chapter and then watch parts of the movie versus the other way. Yeah. Because um, it's just like, I noticed little things. Like, I noticed, this wasn't hard to notice, that Hermione literally uses actual fire on Snape and he's like stomp it out um and then yeah. they like do that zoom in on Quirrell looking pissed because we gotta show the <laughs> audience anyway. what's up <clears throat> but also like when we we're talking about the Slytherin people who we never see again they do like that shoving match between Harry and Terrence as they're like both diving for the snitch and then Higgs is trying not to die which is probably a smart thing you know and he like pulls up or whatever but they do this like shoving match back and forth and I'm like that's fun again the kid gets to have some screen time because He's not going to get it again. So. Yeah, yeah. Poor kid. Exactly. But there's so much cheating in the movie. Yeah. Oh my God. They're like, here, let me take this bat. And then like, beat someone That's right. Thunder. Marcus Flint grabs it and like, oh my God. Like, even if I were one of the beaters, I'd be like, bitch, stay in your lane. Also, that's probably cheating. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. That whole thing that we also didn't talk about in the actual discussion, <clears throat> but you mentioned in your summary, the red card comment. Oh, Like yes. the soccer thing. Because it was funny, because Ron was like, this isn't football. Also, what's a red card? <laughs> like, right. he, he knew enough that it was a football thing. Right. But, Thanks, yeah. Ron. They just look so cute, and they're, like, in their Gryffindor gear. I mean, everyone looks cute, but you see a lot of Gryffindor. And McGonagall's hat, she's so freaking cute. Oh, yes, her little oh. bonnet. Yeah. I love it. It's just, 
even though I don't really care much about Quidditch, I think it is, it's a lovely thing to see. And it's not a long mm. scene. For having Quidditch three in a row, like it said, <clears throat> like, now, now you even saying it makes me want to see the scene in the film again. But it does give me that, like, collegiate vibe of, like, going and seeing, like, a football game. Or, right. I mean, I guess, okay, high school. <laughs> like, high school <laughs> vibe of going and seeing seeing a football game and everything and of course Quidditch is 50 times better. The one other thing I wanted to say about the film is that I could have used even more Lee Jordan. Yes. Because we love Lee Jordan. He's wonderful. Also I could have I really could have used the banter like we get him just being like here's the score but you don't get any of his Slytherin digs. You don't get him and McGonagall back yeah. and forth. You don't get him hitting on Angelina over a microphone. But I love it. It's, I, it's fun. I, I think they did a nice job. Yep. All in all, it really does follow it, it very nicely. And the things that they did kind of cut out, you can tell was for time. Yeah. Or because they did it elsewhere. Like, like when we see the wound on Snape's leg in the previous scene. So. Yeah. They're still telling the story. It just doesn't fit into that, which is fine. Yes. So that's all I have to say about cool. the movie. All right. So, um, like Tara said, she is doing winner and loser at the beginning of each episode. So, tune in next week to but, hear who wins and loses this episode. Yes. But I still have a point. I have plus 20 points for Hermione because she was the one who saved the day and set Snape on fire. Um, something that we all wish that we could do. Mm-hmm. 20 points to Lee Jordan, obviously, because... We talked about this. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. And 10 points to Angelina Johnson for being a badass bitch. We love you, Angelina. Yes, Angelina. Oh, and five points to Adrian Pusey because he's cute. And then <laughs> negative five points to Snape because you are the librarian. Even though, like, at the end, okay, you saved the day and you were the one paying attention, but stay in your lane. And then negative 20 <laughs> to Marcus Flint because fuck that guy. That guy sucks. And that's everything I have. And that's the tea. That's the tea. <laughs> so tune in next time. For chapter 12, which... The, the Mirror of Erisette. The Mirror of Erisette, I was about to be say, which is called Christmas! Because there's a lot of Christmas Because Christmas, it. yay! It's Christmas amazing. in July while we're recording. Yes. Okay. Good night. <laughs> Bye. I just like us ending the the episodes before just good night. <laughs> I'm just so abrupt. I'm like, so bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>